Today's episode of Bizarre Albums was chosen by listeners who support the show on Patreon. Once a month, you can vote on an album that I'll cover on an upcoming episode. That plus ad-free versions of the show, weekly bonus episodes, and more. Check out patreon.com slash bizarrealbums today. Hi, my name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great album. But I also love those strange albums that might make you wonder how and why they even exist. But I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and tell their story. This is Bizarre Albums. Today's episode, Hogan's Heroes Sing the Best of World War II, from 1966. No matter what shape your stomach's in, when it gets out of shape, take Alka-Seltzer. Alka-Seltzer relieves the flutters. Calms the nervous feeling. Relieves heartburn. Relieves the stuffy feeling. And relieves a headache. Better than any other antacid. Better than anything you can get without a prescription. Anything. Alka-Seltzer. It's the best. On any stomach. In the mid-1960s, Alka-Seltzer was running a commercial on television that showed stomachs of various shapes and sizes, claiming that Alka-Seltzer could help all of them. Inspired by this commercial, jazz saxophonist and band leader Dave Pell had an idea to record songs that were based on music from TV commercials and release them as singles. It was almost an experiment to see if they could get radio play and a hit single. So in 1965, Pell led a recording session with members of the legend... So in 1965, Pell led a recording session with the members of legendary session musicians, The Wrecking Crew. They recorded an instrumental entitled, No Matter What Shape, Parentheses, Your Stomach's In, which was based on the music from that Alka-Seltzer commercial. And it worked. Liberty Records released it as a single, and it ended up spending 13 weeks on the Billboard Hot 100, peaking at number three, and even going to number one in Canada. The single was credited to the T-Bones, a name that Liberty had used for other instrumental songs performed by the Wrecking Crew. But when the single became a hit, Liberty wanted the T-Bones to go on the road to promote it, but the session players weren't willing to give up the money they were already making doing sessions in Los Angeles. So a different version of the T-Bones was assembled for the sole purpose of touring, appearing in photos, and on television. Not a member of the Wrecking Crew or the T-Bones... Dave Pell spent much of the 50s and 60s working as a producer, producing various types of records for artists like Gary Lewis and the Playboys, Red Skelton, and even Alvin and the Chipmunks. In 1965, while he was working on the T-Bone single, a new show was debuting on television. Hogan's Heroes debuted on September 17, 1965 on CBS. Bob Crane, the show's lead, played Colonel Robert E. Hogan. Crane had started his career in radio and eventually worked his way to television, landing this role after several successful guest-starring roles on The Donna Reed Show. Hogan's Heroes was not your typical sitcom. Here's Stan Freeberg talking with Bob Crane about Hogan's Heroes from September of 1965. 
We're talking here with Bob Crane, star of CBS Television's hilarious new Friday night show debuting this fall in color, Hogan's Heroes. What's it all about, Bob? Well, it's all about World War II. Well, that sounds pretty uproarious so far. <laughs> now, where does it take place? In a prisoner of war camp in Germany. Always a good situation, comedy locale. <clears throat> well, what's the plot? Well, you Bob? see, we have an escape tunnel dug under the barracks, mm -hmm. and we have our own tailor making civilian clothes. Well, we can make counterfeit German money, phony passports, guns. All right under the noses of the German guards. Yeah, and each week we nearly get caught smuggling the men out. Oh, what are some of the other amusing ingredients? German police dogs, machine guns, the Gestapo. <laughs> <laughs> Just a few of the laugh-provoking elements to be seen this fall on Hogan's Heroes. Shall we say, if you liked World War II, you'll love Hogan's Let's not say that, no. It's true. Hogan's Heroes was a half-hour sitcom set in a German POW camp during World War II, debuting on television almost 20 years to the day from the end of the war. The other top-billed actors on the show were John Banner as Sergeant of the Guard Hans Schultz and Werner Klemperer as the gullible Colonel Klink. As a child, Klemperer's family was Jewish and had actually fled Germany in 1935. Here he is on the Pat Sajak show. Anyway, they Good came. Point. The agent called me and said, Werner, how would you like to play a commandant in a POW camp? And I said, that would be wonderful because I had been, as an actor, doing a lot of these kind of roles on a very serious level. Uh, they never, the agent never mentioned the word comedy. So I walked into Ed Feldman's office, who was the producer, and uh, they showed me the material and they said, you know, this is a comedy. And I said, you're out of your bloody minds. Mm -hmm, because, sure. And I couldn't believe it, but they had written such a clever satire it worked. Yeah. It just simply worked. And it clearly worked for audiences, too. In its first season, the show finished number nine in the ratings. During that first season, Fleer produced Hogan's Heroes trading cards. In 1966, Dell Comics produced a series of comics based on the show. And this is where we come back to Dave Pell. Just before the start of season two, Pell was hired to produce a Hogan's Heroes album. So in August of 1966... Hogan's Heroes Sing the Best of World War II was released on Sunset Records. Oh, I see nothing. I was not here. I did not even get up this morning. <laughs> Sunset Records was started in 1965 as the budget album subsidiary of Liberty Records, which would explain how Pell came to be involved with this album. An album that kicks off with Hogan's Heroes March, which is a new version of the show's theme song, now including lyrics. The album doesn't actually feature any of the show's top three billed actors that I mentioned earlier. Instead, it's the rest of the supporting cast. Robert Clary, Richard Dawson, Larry Hovis, and Ivan Dixon. Ivan Dixon played POW Staff Sergeant James Kinch Kinchlow on Hogan's Heroes. He was one of the first black actors to play a regular role on American TV. His big break had come in 1957 when he appeared on Broadway in Cave Dwellers. Two years later, he was cast in Raisin in the Sun, the first play to be produced on Broadway that was written by a black woman, Lorraine Hansberry. It was also the first with a black director, Lloyd Richards. Dixon was active in the civil rights movement and even served as the president of the Negro Actors for Action starting in 1965. For his only song on the album, Dixon sings Shoo Shoo Baby, a song that was first made famous by the Andrews sisters. 
The song was also the inspiration for the name of a B-17 flying fortress, which served in World War II. Shoes, 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 baby. Bye, 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 baby. Your papa's off to the seven seas. Don't cry, baby. Now I say don't sigh, baby. Come back, we live a life of me. Don't fast forward. There's a return sponsor that I'm very excited about this week. It's U-Turn Audio. That's right. If you've seen me post videos on social media of the records covered on this show and you see that nice-looking turntable in those videos, that's my U-Turn Audio turntable. They're all built by hand in Boston, Massachusetts. Prices start at only $179. And they're all totally customizable. Hundreds of different configurations available. I have a red one, but there's plenty of other color options to choose from. Now, an exclusive deal for Bizarre Albums listeners. If you go to uturnaudio.com and use promo code Bizarre Albums, you will get free U.S. shipping on any order. If you're wanting a turntable, this is a great option. They look gorgeous. They sound great. They're very easy to set up. What more do you need? Go to uturnaudio.com, enter the code Bizarre Albums for free shipping. Do it! This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Knock that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Robert Clary played the role of Corporal Louis Lebeau. Born in Paris, France, Clary was the youngest of 14 in his Jewish family. In 1942, he was deported to a Nazi concentration camp in what is now Poland. He was later sent to Buchenwald Concentration Camp, eventually freed in April of 1945. Twelve members of his family were sent to Auschwitz Concentration Camp, with just three of his siblings surviving. While it may seem surprising that Clary would then take a role on this show, for him there was a world of difference between a concentration camp and a POW camp, saying that no one ever heard of a prisoner of war being gassed or hanged. During Clary's time at Buchenwald, he would sing for an audience of SS soldiers every other Sunday. In 2015, he told The Hollywood Reporter, quote, 
Singing, entertaining, and being in kind of good health at my age, that's why I survived. I was very immature and young and not fully realizing what situation I was involved with. I don't know if I would have survived if I really knew that. End quote. He continued singing after the war, and in 1948, he made his first recordings that were then brought to the United States and released on Capitol Records. He would move to the U.S. in October 1949, and he eventually appeared in several Broadway musicals. For the Hogan's Heroes album, he covers a song made famous in 1942 by both Glenn Miller and, once again, by the Andrews sisters, Don't Sit Under the Apple Tree. Don't sit under the apple tree with anyone else but me. Anyone else but me. Anyone else but me. Don't sit under the apple tree. Track four is another Ivan Dixon song, this time credited to Ivan Dixon and the Heroes. Praise the Lord and Pass the Ammunition was first published as sheet music in 1942 by Famous Music Corps. The song was a response to the attack on Pearl Harbor on December 7, 1941. The song was written by Frank Lozner, who was the songwriter behind Baby It's Cold Outside and won Tony Awards for his songwriting on both Guys and Dolls and How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. Praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. The album was arranged and conducted by Jerry Fielding. In 1948, Fielding became the musical director on Groucho Marx's You Bet Your Life, first on radio, then moving to television in 1951, and it became one of television's first hit shows. Here is Jerry Fielding leading the orchestra, which provides music for the program. And here is a typical scene from the program. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you, you use every day. Louise Callahan and Harold Goodman. What, what sort of work do you do, my lad? I'm a physician. Oh, a doctor, eh? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm curious, what made you decide to become a doctor in the first place? Well, that's a question that I've been asked many times, and it's a very difficult one to answer. Was this after you operated they asked you that? <laughs> Fielding held that job until 1953, the same year that he was called before the House Un-American Activities Committee. Fielding later said that what the committee had wanted was for him to name Groucho Marx as a communist, which he wouldn't do. He also believed he was being singled out for his using black jazz performers in his bands. Fielding knew that pleading the fifth would damage his career but he wouldn't name names of those suspected of being communists. And it got him blacklisted for a decade. But once that ended in the 60s hit, he was one of film and TV's busiest composers. Aside from writing the Hogan's Heroes theme song, his scores could be heard on shows like Bewitched, Mission Impossible, and Star Trek. This is the army, Mr. Jones. Sergeant Carter was played by actor and singer Larry Hovis. Before he got into acting, Hovis was a singer in nightclubs, eventually writing songs and signing with Capitol Records, releasing one album in 1959. In 1964, he was discovered by the manager of Andy Griffith. Then he appeared on both Gomer Pyle USMC and The Andy Griffith Show. 
He was cast in Hogan's Heroes when another actor backed out of the Sergeant Carter role. For the album, Hovis sings Lily Marlene, a German love song that was popular with both Axis and Allied troops during World War II. She waits for a boy who marched away, and though he's gone, she hears him say, oh, promise to be true, fare thee well. Richard Dawson began his career as a comedian known as Dickie Dawson in England, which is where he was born. In the early 1960s, he started making appearances on American shows like the Jack Benny program and the Dick Van Dyke show. He eventually moved to Los Angeles and was cast as Corporal Peter Newkirk on Hogan's Heroes. He originally wanted to play the role using a Liverpudlian accent, but he was asked by the president of CBS to do a Cockney accent instead, saying it would be more familiar to Americans. This was a decision that Dawson wasn't happy about. Here's Dawson explaining why to the Television Academy Foundation in 2011. So the next day I saw Mike Dan and I said, if you have a moment, if you like a little trivia, there's a movie playing uptown where they used my, remember the accent nobody could understand? There was a 20-block line. He said, for what? I said, they're called the Beatles. And they talk like you did in the parlor. I said, yes, that's exactly like. So they're talking, hello, John. Up your lazy river, you know, they're all. And he laughed and he said, I would have had money, they wouldn't uh, understood it. So I lost that part and they went on to become millionaires. Now where's the justice? Richard Dawson sings the album's closer, This Is Worth Fighting For. And I heard this voice. Within me whisper, this is worth fighting for. Didn't I build that cottage? Didn't I plant that corn? Didn't my folks before me? But this wouldn't be Dawson's only recorded piece of music. In 1967, he released a psychedelic single called His Children's Parade, released on Carnation Records. And, of course, in 1975, he would famously start his long run as the host of Family Feud. During what months of pregnancy does a woman begin to look pregnant? September. Even though the lead of Hogan's Heroes, Bob Crane, didn't appear on the album, he had a music background. He'd been playing the drums since he was 11 years old. He even played the marching snare drum that's heard in the Hogan's Heroes theme song. And he even played drums on one episode. One, two, one, two, three, four. He would release an album of his own in 1966. Bob Crane, his drums, and orchestra play the funny side of TV, Themes from television's great comedy shows. But that is for another time. Thank you for listening to Bizarre Albums. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps people find the show. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Bizarre Albums. 
and I'm at Tony Faxton. You can also like Bizarre Albums on Facebook and visit BizarreAlbums.com. And if you still want more Bizarre Albums in your life, sign up for weekly bonus episodes of Bizarre Singles and more at Patreon.com slash Bizarre Albums. And as always, if you know of a Bizarre Album you'd like to hear featured, please tweet the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can even email me at BizarreAlbums at gmail.com. My name is Tony Thaxton, and I'll see you next time on Bizarre Albums. Thank you.